the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we're ready to talk gardening with you. Just give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. We'll be visited with the folks at GVST in a little while. They'll tell you about an event that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, rain in the forecast here at the nursery. Uh, we'll tell you about that if you like, or... Uh, uh, if you want to talk about something else, you call us at 210-308-8867. Right. It's an, another uh, cheery winter's day here. <laughs> at least it's not as cold. I just as turned it, it down a little bit. Sorry. At least it's not as cold as it was yesterday. No, it's it's uh, it's warm and muggy. The 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 weather people here actually apologized for it being oh, so cold. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, Channel, wow. Channel five. Huh. Uh, and so they actually apologized. They said the, the reason it stayed so cold. Steve uh, Brown did, didn't apologize. Uh, no, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the reason it didn't get 70 is because of the cloud cover. They didn't think the cloud cover was going to stick around as tight as it did yesterday. You know, but It was chilly. Yeah, and I was, I was talking to some gard- gardener in my neighborhood uh, about the uh, the thing about this winter is that it's a dreary winter. One of the things that we have to look forward to mostly in San Antonio is 12 months of color. And this is a this is a winter that's a little tough. But uh, here at Millburgers, lots of good colors still. Those yeah. Primrose. These plumbagos are outstanding. Stocks over there. Uh, geraniums. Pansies. The. Cyclone. I wonder if they covered those geraniums. I guess they did. Surely they did. I'm, I'm going to have to ask them. Yeah. Because they're not touched. Yeah, they put they had that columns over there, but oh, did they? Okay. Um, and then some uh, a lot of things in our yards that surprises. I think almost all of the, if they were out in the open, almost all of the cool weather plants, the annuals, got the blooms knocked off. But you know, Jerry, you keep talking about next to the house. Yeah. You know things like alyssum, uh, the pansies, of course. Um, Violas, uh, dianthus, if they were within like six feet of my house, it doesn't say much for my insulation. Yeah, well, that's, that's, we don't realize how much uh, 
Pete has lost from houses. And uh, we, we should. Uh, CPS was moaning and groaning about all the Yeah, high use of electricity. Yeah, and gas. So, but uh, one way to perk up your landscape, I mean, we still got, let's see, we've got two weeks in January, I think, or one, one and a half weeks, uh, February, March, April. Oh, gosh, yeah, we got nearly four months worth of... Uh, Blooming period for the the, the uh, cool weather annuals. So the you know if you wanted something to perk up the landscape, Jerry's geraniums, and uh, Trace and I will pick the uh, vote for the uh, per, the uh, primulas, the primrose as he calls them. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah. those those plumbagos look nice too. Yeah, the ones in front of us. Yeah, and then the stocks out front. Well, those are those were protected definitely because my uh, uh, plumbago, that's what you're talking about, the plumbago. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, it, it froze down. Yeah, me, Big me, time. me too. Oh, right really? to the, right to oh the, yeah. Right to the roots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the stocks, my stocks out in my cut flower garden, basically, you know, you can see the foliage of the snapdragons survive fine, like it always does. The winter, just the blooms got knocked up, but the stocks. And the alyssum uh, and some of the dianthus were uh, frozen to the ground. So You said the stocks was? Yeah, the stocks were okay. pretty much what, uh, taken out. I, I couldn't tell whether it was the freeze of the deer that uh, got <laughs> my stocks. But they're, they're looking pretty bad. I th- I, I'm pretty sure it was freeze. Yeah. So uh, well, you can tell if there's there's nothing there, it's the deer, you know. If it, if it, if there's yeah. all crumpled up stuff, it's the, the freeze. It, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like they really ate them. Now they ate the pansies. You can see why they ate uh-huh. the pansies. I, I was going to say a while ago. I said uh, I decided to cut my pansies back. Oh, uh, is that huh? Uh, since the deer had already cut uh-huh. half of them back. You know, I'm gonna cut the rest of them back. You know, another thing in my landscape, I was noticing today the uh, one, one half out front, out in the deer area, I've got cemetery iris and nothing, no foliage touched at all, and I put that new bed. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And some of them are fall bloomers, and they were blooming, uh, but they were they were kind of it's the old. Uh, Fresh from the nursery and big, mm-hmm. big rhizomes, yeah. and they were kind of eating around the edges too. I think, uh, yeah, after the freeze and a, a little bit of a lack of green material, that uh, the deer were testing, testing those. But pretty, I mean, a pretty extensive test. They didn't pull any out, which is strange. But they ate around the edges of yeah. know, almost all of those. What wonder. Wonder if if the deer will eat certain varieties and they won't eat others. We'll see. Uh, I we hope never that, have done a. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, we you, never have done a variety yeah. test. Maybe you're doing that for us right now. Yeah, here I am, uh, sworn <laughs> for 20 years that nothing is eaten my irises only because oh. cemetery iris or blue flags. You know. <laughs> well, you remember that lady that came that rosarian? You put it in the paper that the deer wouldn't eat the iris, and she came up and. She she's where's Calvin Finch? I said right <laughs> over there. There he goes, running. <laughs> oh, you can catch him if you try. <laughs> yeah, he's running but back she there. Said, uh, she said they ate her eyes. 
So I'm just wondering if there's a rock. And they didn't, they didn't touch the blooms of the fall blooming at all. Yeah. And I'm it was just, just, it's just after, after the freeze. Could be. So, yeah, it is. A, I guess it's time for a test. Yeah. Now, now that I spent all that money and all well, that time. Well, there you go. We appreciate that, Calvin. Yeah. Research. <laughs> it's in my blood, you know. <laughs> Even accidental research, huh? And, uh, and, and if they do eat them, generally eat them, uh, it's, I'm going to bleed. <laughs> really oh. blood. Yeah, because that'll be disappointing. I put got a nice big bad all blue irises. Ooh, I, that's, but but that's like nice. ten different varieties. Mm-hmm. So there I you go. It. That's a perfect test. I don't know if Calvin wants to do this test. Well, he, he doesn't. I think have he's going to do it. Yeah, either way, he's going <laughs> to. So you watch them and see if they eat certain varieties. You've got them planted by varieties. Yes. And so you know which ones are which. So he can tell us whether the deer eat certain varieties. They only or not. eat blue. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat white. They only eat blue. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the case. No, they don't eat blue bonnets, do they? I, I, don't, I, I well, can't remember. They, <laughs> some years they do. I, I've given Forrest Appleton some for uh, uh, Stone, I mean, um, Hollywood Park. And some years they'll eat them to the ground. Huh. And, and based literally on the graze drought, on them. And based, some years they won't touch them. Is it based on the drought or is it just... I don't know. Is there's no pattern. I don't know. He he planted his or got his coming up uh, right right next to a deer path. You know, where they're going. They go travel it so much they've made a path. And uh, like you say, some years they won't touch them and some years they'll eat them to the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, who is that, Forrest? Forrest mm-hmm. Alton, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Forrest, they, they, the deer just love, love him. <laughs> well, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And we'll start off your phone calls with James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, James, what's going on? Well, it's kind of cool and damp out here. Uh, uh, we were looking for hot and dusty, but uh, yeah. that's coming later. <laughs> Yeah. Now I was thinking uh, I was going to cut the lawn today and try to do mulch the leaves. There you and, go. Well, but it's wet. You can't. Yeah, that's it. true. Yeah. So I, that's had, I, had a, I had some information from a, a Dr. Calvin. Um, on the, the Hamlin Orange, we, we put the fence wire around the tree and then covered that with plastic. And then... Filled the whole thing up with leaves on the first oh, yeah. round. On this second round, we, oh, we yeah, I took rounds. the leaves out, and then I just left the, the fence around the orange tree with the plastic, and then just put blankets on top to see how that would work, and that worked just fine. And yeah, that sounds plastic pretty good. Because you had you had that air insulation too, which really makes a big difference. You put well, the blanket. You put the blankets on top of the plastic. No, I put the plastic around the tree, connected to the little uh, five-foot fencing, and then I oh, covered okay. the whole. Th- then I covered the whole thing up with some old blankets, and it okay. worked just okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's got a structure. Yeah. And and it worked just fine because it. You, you could clip those blankets onto the. 
onto the top of the fencing. So that worked pretty good for the, the Hamblin orange tree. There and you it, go. And I'll bet the and winds I, didn't didn't blow, them, well, blow it off to, like it did mine. Well, what I did is I took a big rope and I tied it all around that that whole that fence, and then I tied the rope to the tree. <laughs> you were getting ready for that wind, weren't and then, you? And then you yeah, put an anchor it, on there. I did. I put a, a two by twelve on the other side. But you're right, man. If you if you put a fence up like that, you better, dad gum sure better tie it down somehow because it. We got some winds that even blew the deer netting off of the the, the around the garden. Even blew that down and bent the. the the 5H rebar, man. That oh, we had Lord. wind out here. So yeah, I, I, I tell I tell people when you make one of those structures like that, uh, you're basically making a box kite. You know, like yes, like sir. a fly, box kite. And even and that's uh, why it blows off. It, it blows even away. It even became. I didn't. I don't have any. I didn't have any steel or wooden structure in there, but the the rain froze. And so there it became a box kite. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. so when I came out, it was almost perfectly, you know, the, the my tubular. my rope yeah, was just ripped, ripped up. I didn't tie it to any anchors or anything. Okay. So there they were all setting out there just next to the plant. I had a plant. question for you, <laughs> guys, if you got time for another question. Sure. Sure, what's going uh, on? I've been picking up these leaves uh, in... From the red oak tree, uh, the church lady's yard, she gets her yard guy to put them in bags, and I pick them up for my compost and whatever I want to do. And this tree is a red oak, and it's about three foot in diameter, and it's about 50 foot tall. Do, yeah. Do those bigger trees uh, concentrate more minerals? And nutrients in those leaves than the smaller tree? No, I wouldn't think so. Not as far as we know. Uh, a leaf is pretty steady in a its le- composition. A leaf is and a it's, leaf, okay. Right. Yeah, and it's it's more related to the soil. Right. The soil that they're growing in. Maybe, maybe there's some variation, but I don't think, as far as I can tell, there's no big research results that indicate no. that. Yeah, I get a lot of acorns with this these loads of leaves, but that's all right, I guess. That won't hurt anything. <laughs> oh, you well, squirrels. Maybe the squirrels, squirrels will take care of them for you. Okay. Well, I just wanted to give you a report on how that uh, sounds good, that James. Works thanks. On the orange tree, and uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet, James. Okay, you take care. See you later. Bye stay, bye. Thanks stay, for uh, stay dry out there. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. If you are outside of San Antonio, you call us at 866-308-8867. I want to do a little discussion here on fireplace ashes. Okay. And and, uh, and that would be much easier if we were in Minnesota <laughs> because they were valuable up there in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Really? Because they, they had acidic soil, right? Yeah, yeah. and phos- and the phosphorus. Uh, was Potassium. Always, yeah. Okay, yeah, it was always spread them out. Yeah, it's a real acid. Now, yeah. we we used to say, uh, maybe you've changed your mind, Jerry. No, but we that's, used, what, that's what I'm talking about. We used to say, about. well, find a corner of the yard and... 
spread them out where they won't do any any issues or yeah, harm. If you didn't have too many, you could put them in a compost pile, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, what brought it to mind, uh, they, I saw uh, somebody wrote in and said, can can we put uh, fireplace ashes into compost and garden? Uh, and uh, Neil Fair gave the uh, gave the old extension uh, and and the, the one I used to talk about all the time too. Yes. Said fire fireplace ashes are highly alkaline, so they have a marked effect on your garden soil when you apply them. Hmm. Now I disagree with that statement. I I, I don't believe our soil is so buffered. Uh, high pH. I don't believe. Now we we've proven that you can't change the pH of a volume of soil with sulfur. Lower it. Well, with the apple growing that we did and and whatever. And uh, so I'm just saying. I wonder if uh, if you added. Of course, we don't have a lot of ashes because we don't have a lot of time. We can burn our fireplace. But if I wonder if you could reduce the or increase the pH of, of an alkaline soil with fireplace ashes. I, I bet you could in a limited area for temporarily, yeah. just like you can with uh, the yeah, city. Yeah, I'm talking material. a volume of soil. Yeah, yeah, but, but, I, but maybe you could, uh, like you said, in a, a microclimate. Yeah, like they used to do in the laboratory with this acidification right and they had a little jar and they all they had to do was put half of it sulfur and it and it it converted it but it never was permanent in east texas they would act to neutralize acid soils i don't believe that uh i need to talk to a soil it wouldn't hurt anything for sure out there no no in an acid soil but to say that it are neutralized, in other words, they're saying, or, and we, we've all said in the past, that we're comparing wood ashes to lime. And, uh, you know, in East Texas and whatever, they, they lime the soils to make them more, uh, in, in Tennessee, they call them sweeter, make the soil sweeter. But uh, reduce the pH. Yeah, it would depend on the the chemistry, because uh, it always amazed me that really wasn't much lime that they put on acidic soils out there. Right. Yeah. And had a had a major impact. And that was that was a volume of soil that they were dealing with. Yeah, and but part of it was that you're talking about acidic sand, which is not highly buffered. Right. Which is just real reacts to whatever you add to it. So fertilizer was real efficient uh, in those acetic sands, too. But uh, uh, I've run across some information in the past uh, few years that, uh, and and if we think about, uh, uh, in other words, those wood ashes are extremely high in potassium. That's that's the main element of, the, of wood ashes and uh, w- it, when we did the uh, research and did the work on uh, uh, 
winter fertilization, winterizer fertilizer. That that whole idea was to, to increase the cold hardiness of grass by the addition of uh, potassium. You know, we we use a three one two three one two ratio of fertilizer, uh, like fifteen five ten or something like that. But that f- potassium is always higher to increase the cold hardiness of plant material. Uh, that That's on grass, on turf. Uh, we have some uh, uh, observations made by our onion growers that, uh, that potassium definitely increases the cold hardiness of onions. And in fact, uh, they believe in it so much that uh, they've added uh, extra potassium uh, to uh, to their fertilizer before they plant their onions because of the cold hardiness. So uh, I'm thinking that. what is he p- proposing? He's going to create a new business of uh, yeah. packaging wood ashes. ashes. <laughs> you do like that. I, I'm just saying that though, if you have wood ashes, uh, Neil ended up and said, uh, uh, distribute them over rural property in an area with alkaline soil. If you do that, do so over a very large area to minimize the adverse impact. I think he's given... He's he's relating wood ashes uh, as as we all have done this. Uh, I'm just not talking about Neil because uh, that's an old extension recommendation that uh, we basically put them like like Calvin said in the compost pile or or put them in the, in the garbage corner or the corner of the yard too. The corner of the yard. Nobody so, uh, Milton, so yes, uh, just a little bit of ashes that you generate in these cold mm-hmm. periods. You can put on your garden. We need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I think, Jerry, too, it can be, uh, I was thinking it makes a kind of a positive structural contribution, texture contribution. That's true. All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Cons. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about, so you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bullverde Road. And by the way, head on over to nursery.com you'll find out about all the events that are going on at mill burgers that's millburger nursery.com and mill burgers at 1604 and bullvardy road Four 
service? Delightful Decors is your installed foundational home decor full service company. We provide the best experience for your flooring, your countertops, and your window treatments. We're a one-stop shop for all your interior design needs. We're A-rated and five stars on all the major review sites like Yelp and Angie's List. Call us today and let's get started. For blinds, walls, and more, you're sure to adore. Get Sound asleep, the Coopers awoke to a strange sound. Honey, what's that noise? Is that a bat? Maybe it's a bird? Go look. You go look. Ah, it's our paint. It's peeling off of our house. If only they had hardy plank siding. Hi, I'm Frank Harder with Brightwing Custom Exteriors. If you're ready to add value and protect your home, plus save money, call Brightwing Custom Exteriors at James Hardy Preferred Remodeler. With our free no-obligation consultation, we'll come to you with new ideas and make your home new again. And as a one-stop shop when upgrading to Hardy Plank Siding, update your windows and doors. We'll even install new seamless gutters to protect your home. Find Brightwing Custom Exteriors at brightwingcustom.com. There you'll see satisfied stories from happy South Texans and view hundreds of photos of our work. 210-621-3745 or make an appointment online at brightwingcustom.com. When it's time to choose sides, choose Brightwing. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man Pest Control can help you. If you've got roaches or rats, I know, or both, or mice or raccoons, raccoons, wildlife, uh, or just ants and spiders and scorpions and termites, whatever you got, Spider-Man can help you get rid of them. Spider-Man Pest Control and Warren Remy have been doing this and doing a great job since 1976. Uh, they not only come in and take care of the problem, but they look around the place and see what's causing the problem and help you to uh, eliminate it in the future. So that's why when uh, Spider-Man comes to the house, it's not a quick fix that's, you know, in two to three weeks they're back. Nope, it's uh, they, they try to fix it he, they, permanently. His team tries to... Uh they go over all the alternatives, and then they say, you know, they're they're trying to come up with a plan for your yard, your household that fits your interests and what you want to accomplish. Yeah, you know, you can have the 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 treatment that is absolutely the fastest, or you can have a treatment that's a little, little longer and uh, uh, a little more mild, and uh, you just. They want you to take part in a decision, and they want they want you to, to understand what the results are going to be. So it's 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 uh, it's one of those solutions where it's best if you're willing to take a little time and take advantage of the knowledge that they have. Yep, they've been doing this since 1976. They do have a lot of knowledge, and a lot of other pest control people call Spider Man because of that knowledge to find out what they might do in a situation. You can just call them right now: two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. Leave a message. And they'll call you first thing in the morning, 210-656-3721, or go online at GoSpidermanPest.com. 
Spider-Man-Pest.com. Go Spider-Man-Pest.com. All right, 210-308-8867. We've got James back on the line for a sec. Uh, James, what do we miss? What do we miss? James, you there? Okay. Don't Hi. think that's James. All right, Ken. Okay. All right, now. All right, let's kill that. Thanks. All right, 210-308-8867. And if you'll tell me if we have anybody on the line, that'd be great. Cool. All right, you were going to say something. You had a good oh, talk during just, the break. Uh, we were, we were uh, the, this, all this rainy weather we had and the, the freeze damage. Uh, we were talking about uh, slippery leaves, slippery, slippery steps, and uh, old sidewalks, the whole works, and... Uh, out of my, on the walking the dogs this morning, uh, the neighbor, my neighborhood is trying to get, uh, take advantage of the brush pickup this next week, and I'm, I think there's a bunch of neighborhoods. That yeah, are, you just want to be careful. Don't go go overboard. Make sure you're uh, not. Uh, you know, it's a it's not a good idea to go up in heights with the wrong equipment, and and if especially bad if it's wet. And you're it's not, not a, a good idea for me to go up in yeah, heights, yeah, if period. You're, if you're not equipped uh, for it. So uh, you'll uh, easy to fall down, slippery on those leaves. They slide. And, of course, <laughs> steps, old pieces of board out there where you're, where you're working. Just just be uh, be alert and uh, not don't let the, the rushing to, to meet the deadline for next week uh, to get in the way of a safe... Uh, operation. Hey, okay, now I think we got it fixed. We have James on the line at 210-308-8867. James, you there? Yeah, hey, I got uh, something for Dr. Parsons. Uh, is he still there? Yeah, yeah, he's still here. He's trying to run away. They but won't let me lose. Him. They won't mm-hmm. let me go home. We chain him to the uh, chair. Uh, Bruce Frazier out of Dixondale Farms was clearing some new onion land, and they had some big piles of mesquite out there. And they burned them down to ash and uh, plowed all that up. And he said that that land that, that had the ash plowed into it, the onions didn't freeze that year. Hmm. That's what Jerry was relating, yeah. Yeah, I was telling Kevin about he didn't, that. He didn't say it was mesquite. He just said it was, uh, yeah, it was ashes in general. Just ashes in general. Well, but, that, uh, that's what happened yeah, that, out at the Dixondale Farms is he... He cleared that land, burnt that brush and, and timber, and and plowed it up, and it uh, kept the onions from freezing. So that uh, what you that goes to what you're saying. Yeah, and they uh, they now have incorporated into their fertilizer regime uh, higher rates of uh, potassium when they put out their fertilizer and things like that. Well, I, so, I'm dumping uh, about. Three gallons of stove ash every day during this heating season. So okay, I think I, think I might want to hold on to some of it. Yeah, well, uh, where where are you dumping it? Just just in a ditch. Well, in, in, in the I got a big tractor rim in the burn barrel, and that's where I store it until it. Okay, I mean, we okay. we'll burn it somewhere. Yeah, maybe some of our listeners or or you or whatever. Of course, it would be better to incorporate it into the soil, but I'm wondering uh, on these onions, the young onion plants, if you would see, you could see a, a benefit by uh, by adding some uh, wood ashes to, just to the surface of the soil. 
Well, you uh, can call up uh, Bruce Frazier out of Dixondale and, and, and get his take on it. He's the one who told me about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've talked to him about that. And, oh, uh, oh. I think, I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, Malcolm Beck did a lot, did some studies on, uh, well, well he used to spread ashes. that, he used to spread that wood ash up and down those rows in his grove. His yeah, there stuff. you go. So I, and, and I uh, think he's done some of his little experiments, uh, to, to prove that, uh, wood ashes, uh, increase growth. Well, it's got so, a whole bunch uh, of potassium in it, man. We yeah, all know that. Yeah, yeah. And it go, it go, it get, we get back to that thing. Well, our soils inherently have potassium in it. Uh, and and usually when you do a soil test, it comes back fairly high in potassium. But uh, it comes back to that availability situation. Is the pa- uh, potassium that's uh, in the soil uh, that available. So the wood I, ash I'm is think, more available. Uh, yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking that's that's where we're getting the uh, the benefit from the from the wood ashes. For a while it but is. This this goes against all extension recommendations and yeah. and our recommendations for the last forty years. But uh, see, well, Jerry Jerry retires, and I mean, what what kind of loyalty is this? <laughs> Go against changes his mind. We deal yeah. with the truth. We don't deal with the historical. I, I ran into uh, Dr. Unruh, who used to be head of the soils lab. Oh, he, is that right? Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing. His every other paragraph was. Back when I was at A and M, this is the was the gospel. But you know what? Yeah. Now I don't think that should be. Yeah. Ask him about the phosphorus next time you see. Yeah. Him. So thanks, he, James. He got a long story. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye, Bye James. Thanks, James. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty And we're going to speak to a guest now. We talked to. Uh, the uh, about the GVST event uh, that's coming up tomorrow. We talked about it yesterday, and now we've got a, a spokesperson from uh, GVST on the line. Uh, I got my gardening volunteers of South, South Texas. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Laura Rogers is with us. Hi there, Laura. How are you doing today? I am doing excellent. Thank you very much. You bet. All right, let's start off with tell us uh, uh, a little bit about what's going on tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow gardening volunteers will have their gardening essentials class. And we usually have it on the third Monday of each month, but with the holiday we've had to move it down. So we will be at the garden center tomorrow from 12 to 3. And we have an excellent program. It's dark and dreary and rainy and cold outside. Hey, the so program is dark and dreary. Uh, that's what I yeah. <laughs> Laura? Uh, yes. That's Jerry. Is Jerry on the program? No. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. But we do have David Schultz of David's Garden Seeds, and he's going to demonstrate right. how to sow seeds in the winter. He'll be our first speaker tomorrow. Our program go- starts at 12. Our second speaker is going to be Robbie Davis-Will who a lot of people who uh, went to the Art Antique Rose Emporium here in San Antonio will remember her. She's going to give us a demonstration on how to care for and prune roses. Yeah, and she's still so, active. She's still active with Antique Rose Emporium. Right. She, she's she, our sales she certainly representative. Is. So we, yeah. 
so for your for your deciding what to do after we lose some of this overcast sky, you can come to, uh, tomorrow to the garden center right on New Braunfels, right in front of the botanical garden. We have the two speakers. Uh, if you'd like to bring a snack, you're welcome to, but we'll have snacks. Uh, a door prize, several Ooh. door prizes usually. Uh, we do have a plant. If you have you have some plants that would you like to share, you can bring those. Or if you'd like to purchase some, uh, we usually have a tool sharpening with Dr. Tom Harris. Uh, we do have a five dollar donation, and that basically covers the cost of uh, our event center and those extra snacks that you partake of. You know, one of the things we've been talking about, Laura, that going to that event besides all the uh, the knowledge you can gain, you, you can kind of look over the the opportunities to volunteer and to get involved in GVST projects that are, they are there because you always have that uh, out on the tables, those uh, sign-up sheets, and then you got people, other volunteers there to answer any questions. So it's, got, it's a great exploration uh, project. It is, too, to, and it is, and we welcome new volunteers. We've got a couple of really neat things coming up. We've got a water saver uh, landscape design school coming up February the 10th. We also have our annual water saver landscape tour coming up in April. We have a lot of different things. There's no uh, charge to join our organization. The only qualification is you love gardening and you want to get involved with a bunch of people in San Antonio that love it also. We've been uh, in existence since 2002, and our volunteers like to focus on uh, water saver, water conservation, gardening, and getting getting a lot of other information. You can always learn a little bit more from your fellow gardeners. Uh, now, Jerry, I always understood that one of the rules of uh, participating in GBST was to help Jerry and Calvin with every single volunteer project that they have. Uh. Isn't that true, Laura? <laughs> that, that's just about true. Um, both of you guys have been involved in our organization since the beginning, and we really cherish and appreciate all the work that you all have done to guide us through the years, and we love getting back involved and getting you guys involved because that, that just gives us a, a whole new realm of things to do and people to meet. So I'm, I'm, I am going to be there tomorrow, and uh, one of the topics I'll be available to answer questions about are the uh, the uh, gar- uh, South Texas Home Garden Environmental Show on March 3rd and 4th, which is going to be a great a great program. GVST is a co-sponsor. So is Millburgers co-sponsor. It's down there in Floresville. Uh, so it should be fun. I hope to see should everybody a, over there. should be a whole lot of fun, and it's, it's really wonderful to get involved and to spread the word, not just here in, in the San Antonio downtown area or near North Side, but to spread it all over the county and even move into other counties because we can all learn from each other. Great. Cool. Laura, thank you. Uh, tell, me, tell everybody one more time uh, about tomorrow's event. Okay. It's tomorrow at 12 o'clock at the San Antonio Garden Center. You can also check us out on Facebook and also our website, gardeningvolunteers.org. And that's gardeningvolunteers.org. Laura, thanks so much for coming on the show. 
Thank you very much for having me. See you all later. You did a good job. Bye, Laura. Great job. All right, bye, we're bye. going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. She did that better than we did, Mill. I know. I know. All right. I don't, let's not do that anymore. All right. There are people are liable to think everybody could do that better than we. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it too loud. All right, we'll take a quick break and be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. And uh, we, we, we'll be right back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Cons. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about, so you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And by the way, head on over to millburgernursery.com. That's Millburgers com. You'll find out about all the events that are going on at Millburgers. That's millburgernursery.com and Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar level. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. Mike Gallagher says talk of a coup is no laughing matter. I want you to consider the seriousness of an attempt at a coup. This isn't funny. This isn't lighthearted. This shouldn't be just gossip. Watching people attempt to take down a presidency is starting to really get my attention. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 8, right before Dennis Prager at 11 on 930 AM. The Answer. 
Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Dennis Prager says, vote on issues, not people. Policies run countries, not personal kindness. Among my friends, I only want the kind and fine and good. For those who make my policy, I would prefer that they be all those things, but they don't mean a damn thing. Why is this not obvious to everybody? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons and Clyde, who has called us at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Clyde. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I have I enjoy watching uh, listening to you guys uh, driving home from church on Sunday, and oh, I've nice. got I've got an opinion question for you. Okay. Uh, I've got, a religious I've got, opinion. Is it religious? No, 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 no. I live. Station, right? Uh, yeah, I uh, I live uh, just uh, inside of 1604 on the on the west side, uh, just north of 90. I've got a fairly small uh, lot, but I'd love to plant a fruit tree. And I'm wondering, you know, what would you recommend if you could have one fruit tree in, in a fairly small uh, lot? Hmm. Yeah, let's see you, if got full sun, you got lots of sun? Uh, uh, quite a bit. It, it would uh, be on the, the south and uh, kind of west side of the house. Uh, uh, I don't get much sun uh, in the winter, but the, the summer would get full sun. It's yeah. a single-story house. You could um, use a satsuma. Yeah, uh, you know, I planted a satsuma, and uh, last year uh, about two thirds of it froze down on me. I think the rest of it is froze this year. Now, did you plant a? Well, where you are, it shouldn't have frozen this year. Did you? Did I, you plant a lemon or a lime? No, 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 no. A satsuma orange. It was a satsuma. Yes. Well, okay. yeah. But, you got you got some you got some choices, and uh, and it depends. One of the things it depends on what you will like. You want something that you that you enjoy and you like the looks of. Where Jerry and I are coming to think of the citrus is a, you know, twelve months out of the year there's some action on it and it's uh, they're pretty consistent, and uh, the satsuma is fairly good in terms of the cold, but you could do a. You could do a peach like the uh, Florida King peach. It's a low chill peach that's really reliable, and you get to harvest the crop uh-huh. in May, so you don't have to worry about it through the heat as much through the heat of the summer or the, all the pests. That's one thing. Another probably an easiest thing is uh, 
Uh, pomegranate? Yuck. He you wants know. something to eat. <laughs> That's what I was saying. If you, you want something easy to grow, or do you want something to, that you actually... He might like pomegranates. It's healthy. Yuck. Well, yeah, I've, I've eaten pomegranates. In fact, uh, we had uh, pomegranates. I lived in Nigeria, and uh, we had pomegranates growing there. Uh, they weren't real big, but uh, I, I have grown pom- pomegranates in the past. They're, they're, they're easy, and they're... Uh, not temperamental. You don't have like, like a peach. You might have to spray. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I, I I prefer low maintenance. So, Clyde, is there an ideal? Like, if are you is, are you kind of hoping secretly that we'll say something like an apple or? No, I, you know, I I was I was looking. You know, what's your opinion? If you lived where I was, uh, what would you grow? Is that is that soil <laughs> out there uh, black gumbo? Uh, it's it's uh, stones and and clay. It's, it's awful stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah that, I think that's Vandewally area out there where they used to grow their carrots. So I'm at Medical Center, and I grow. Yeah, see, I'm I'm just north of ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I grow peaches semi successfully. And you have similar similar soil. Is that what you're? Is that I've got you're? similar soil. Yeah. yeah. It's, and uh, so peaches, pomegranates. Let's see. What what's most successful is the most successful is the citrus, year in and year out. <laughs> try try the. We got one that's cold, a little bit more cold hardy, uh, called tropical frost. Tropical? Uh, not tropical. <laughs> orange. Orange frost. Orange frost. Or Arctic orange. frost. Ar- yeah, we got Arctic frost and orange frost. That, Orange that, try, the, try those. And we, we, it looks like the preliminary results are. It looks like they, they all the satsumas fared pretty well during this freeze. Yeah, that's why I can't understand why his well, froze down. Yeah, it might, it might be uh, just more a few more branches killed and it should should sprout back. Did it ever have fruit? Uh, we got, uh, before we had the frost, we got four uh, oranges off of it. And last year, there was nothing at all, and now it looks uh, very sickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, describe <laughs> the orange to me. Was it easy to peel? And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was quite large, uh, uh, you know, peeled like a tangerine almost. But Okay, skin. okay. It is a tangerine. Yeah. yeah, I I don't remember the uh, the variety. I I could probably find it, but I don't recall. So. Okay. Well, if the tree, if the tree is is dead or something, where wherever you planted, yank it, or or a major portion of it is dead, I would go ahead and get one of these uh, orange frost or uh, uh, orange. That that one is uh, Arctic frost. Arctic frost. That one is Arctic probably, frost. if if the fo- the it got defoliated again, it's probably not going to be producing a lot of fruit this year. Right. Again. Um. So that that's going to be a, that's going to be an okay. Issue. Well, you know, I, w- I was just looking for an opinion, uh, and uh, you know what what uh, you might go with, and I've only got room for one thing, and. Uh, uh, well, be careful if you come to Millburgers, because they got every, every recommended 
fruit variety there is. I know. And, I've been uh, up it'll there, be hard to make there. the choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank well, you very me, much. Uh, tell me where you got this uh, satsuma planted. Is it out in the open, or is it no, next on, to on the southern south side exposure? of the house? Prob- on the south side of the house, probably about uh, uh, maybe five feet from the foundation. That thing shouldn't have frozen. That thing shouldn't have frozen. Yeah. You, tell, you go ahead and tell that tree that Jerry uh, says it should have frozen. I mean, that's uh, that close to the house. That's ideal growing conditions. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been uh, around long enough that I know what is supposed to be isn't always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck. All right, good luck. Well, Let us know you what you much. decide. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to open it up to other listeners, too. If you were listening and you live in that area of town and you want to help them out, uh, you can call us at 210-308-8867 to make a suggestion. What if they, they say their Satsuma's got killed, too? Well, they'll be wrong. Cherry, cherry, cherry. That close to the house yeah. and on the south side? No. It'd all be wrong. All right. <laughs> That'll make Clyde feel better, too. Bye, Clyde. No, it won't. Oh, that's true. I think Clyde's uh, Satsuma. We're used to getting our, he, uh, yeah. arguing with us. <laughs> all right. 210 308 8867. The number to call 210 308 8867. Yeah, Millburgers has lots of selection. Uh, in terms of fruit trees, and if you go online, you can find out the different varieties, and Millburgers has conferred with uh, the experts to find out which varieties do well here, so when you're getting something, you're getting a... Uh, pretty perceptive of me to figure, to uh, sense that he might like pomegranates. Yeah, he was he was interested in the pomegranates. Yeah, you find the one person in town that... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's- that's right. You like that fruit. Now you can. Have you seen the commercial? It just strikes me as perfect. They're advertising the pomegranate juice. Juice, yeah. Yeah, and they, all these archers <laughs> yeah. are lining up precision. Right. And, and the guy takes a big suck of that juice, and they're all... Arrows, arrows going all uh. different directions and uh, puckering up and going ooh. Yeah, so if if Jerry ever says, name one person that likes pomegranates, uh, there you go. Clyde. He's against. There's another person over there. Then and he's against. He's against rutabagas and pomegranates and kale. I know. There you go. He didn't even like my celery. And so, Brussels sprouts. And Brussels sprouts and yeah. And. He hates everything. Remember that that commercial for Life Cereal? Let's give it to Jerry. Uh, ah, he won't like it. He hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. What else you got going on there? Um, we, we, we've got another... Uh, Another critter, I guess you could say, or organism that's ha- hanging under some trees that people get upset about other than ball moss. And uh, we, t- we got a question about uh, something, fell- this thing fell out of its pecan tree uh, with all the wind that we've had the past few days. What is it, and is it any concern? And he's talking about lichens. Oh, some really? people, some people don't like lichens. They're not liking it. They're not liking it. <laughs> uh, but uh, and other people lick it. 
Yeah. Lick it like like him. They lick like him. Yeah. Name they one. not only like him, they lick him. Name three people that do uh, that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh, just this, after you name the three people. Yeah. Is this a Minnesota thing of no. the licking lichens? Well, <laughs> it's unusual for lichen. You know, I thought the ball moss has fallen out all over with yeah, the, yeah. the and, winds and everything. But uh, lichen is... Uh, you know what? I did hear about that, especially the Lincoln variety. The Lincoln variety. Lincoln. If you're licking Lincoln Lincoln's, you're you're, it's you're, you're really liking them. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think you. they're the same people uh-huh. that drink that drink pomegranate juice? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's, it's Clyde. <laughs> and rutabaga, mashed rutabaga. Anyway, mm. go ahead. Lichens consist of two distinctly different types of like of life organism. I didn't realize that algae and fungi. Yeah, they're, they're a combination. Yeah, yeah, but a whole bunch of different species of those. Yeah, growing Algae. together and nourishing one another. They here we go. They receive nothing from the tree or shrub branches or trunks, other than support. See, that's and, a, that same story y'all trying to give yeah, me. Yeah, and I'll bet uh, there's also a sentence in there that say that the 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 neat thing about lichen is that if if you your tree has it, your neighborhood has it. It's an indication that the the air is uh, not very it's not polluted oh that's the good news local, yeah. yeah localized indication that it's uh, the pollution is not not in a se- severe state lichens are most common on tree trunks that receive sunlight during the winter just the opposite of uh, Clyde yeah yeah mm. that's why you see them on pecans and oaks while they're they're bare but you also see them growing on landscape boulders. Uh, from the hot desert uh, clear out to the uh, Arctic tundra. I think, Jerry, one, one, there, one of the problems with them on uh, pecan, I don't, I'm not sure they like them on commercial pecan trees because it limits the, the uh, dormant oil action. Well, that's, that would be a, yeah. be a reason. Hmm. Uh, the uh, Can't penetrate as easily. The uh, the lichens don't cause the branches to die that they're on. Uh, bark is a dead tissue, uh, and it functions for protection of the tree internal of tissues. As the tree grows larger, its trunks branches expand until the uh, dead bark pops off. Any lichens that have started to form pop off with it and fall to the ground. That's why we're having some of them. We got to take a quick break. Get you caught up with the news. We're going to be back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. This is the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Doctor Jerry Parsons, Doctor Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty a.m. The answer. That was my fault. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Give us a call and be a part of the show. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. We're ready to answer your questions, and uh, we invite you to come on out. Sometimes it's easier to ask and answer those questions. And the rain with a is not here. No, there's no rain. rain. No, it's, it's, it's cleared it's up. Warmer it's warmer than it was yesterday. Yep, people are walking around in short sleeve shirts. So come on by and say hi and not visit you, with us. Elton. you got a big sweatshirt. No, i got the sweatshirt on, although I don't really need it. Um, all right, we're going to go back to the phone lines now at 210-308-8867 and talk to Keith. What's going on, Keith? Welcome to the show. What's, what can we do for you? 
Well, thanks for taking the call, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. Love the information. Thank you. I uh, calling in on the guy that called uh, uh, your last caller, wanting to know what kind of preacher he would play at, uh, what, five foot from his house? Yeah. What's your suggestion? Uh, either fig or plum tree. I did. I did. The fig did cross my mind, but uh, he he said he had a limited space. I, I was worried that a fig bush would get too big. Well, but well, you can you can cut the heck out of it if you need to. Well, that's true too. But as far that, as that is a good that is a good choice. Beach pomegranates. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it, well, uh, I've got a It's just as easy to grow as pomegranate, and the and the, more people like the fruit, probably. Yeah. So, which fig well, trees I, would Joe? Yeah. I've got it. Right. There's lots of good choices. What about the little mini fig? What about uh, ah, Little Miss Figgy? That's a waste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, well then. Uh, no, it's that's, a, kind of a, that's a cute little ornamental. But... All right, well, you were worried about space. I was trying to find him some space. All right. What was your second Sorry, suggestion on that? Uh, the, yeah. um, the fig or something else? Plum. Oh, plum. That's good. Yeah. A methylene plum. Real easy. They stay small. Yeah. And easy to grow and doesn't need a pollinator. You, that's, those are two good choices. You did good. Well, Thanks, thank Keith. you. I, All right. I've got both here on my property. And you like hey. pomegranates, too? I love I've got a pomegranate tree, and I love them. I've he loves them. You hear that, Jerry? Tree, I've got a, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Jerry's... Jerry doesn't is not a fan of pomegranates and believes that nobody. Oh, he likes them as an ornamental. Oh, okay. He yeah. just doesn't like the fruit. Uh, ornamental, break them in half and start eating on them. <laughs> I bet you're one of those people that eat the bark and everything on those things. <laughs> hey, what about, what about your? Did your methley have fruit last year? Uh, my what? Did your methley plum have fruit last year? Did it get enough cold? No, it did not have fruit. Uh, it had maybe ten plums a year before. I was given uh, I was given away bushel baskets full of it. Uh, yeah, because that and the same, same with my peach tree last year just did not produce. Yeah, because that that was one of the, the varieties of uh, fruit that really surprised Jerry and I that you can usually count on methylies to come through even when there's uh not much cold. The Florida King, which is a low chill peach tree, did pretty well. But June Gold and Rio Grande and uh, all of those other ones that, that generally do well didn't didn't do well. No, it uh, not enough praise. The year before, I just I mean they produced and uh, I was calling my neighbors. You want some plums? You want some peaches? Come get them. And the, the, another thing about the the plum, especially the methley, it, it does not require as much uh, pruning as a peach tree does. They're pretty self-contained, and you can get by without cutting a lot well, on them every year. Every year. Yeah, and if you shape them, uh, uh, you don't have a, they'll grow straight up, and you don't have a big expansion to the side uh, like you would a peach. So right close to uh, the house, uh, I would suggest that, or like I said, the pig, because you can trim those up. Yep, sounds good. Thanks, Keith.
Yeah, good information. Thank that you. was great. I'm glad you called in. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Yeah, I didn't think about the fix. All right, we've got Virginia on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to get some vitamin sweet potatoes, and I had bought some sweet potatoes. They were supposed to be vitamin, but I don't think they are. And I'm looking for some slips, and who would be reasonably priced with this? If you mail them, uh, I don't. I don't have that. I don't know that website. But if you look, uh, if you do, do a search for sweet potato uh, plants, do sweet potato plants on uh-huh. uh, on on the internet, you should find there. Uh, Greg Grant was telling me that he's a big sweet potato grower. That. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a there's a place that sells hundreds of varieties of uh, of uh, sweet potatoes. Wow! And so uh, I'm sure they've got a website. Uh-huh. So look look up uh, sweet potato uh, plants. What was that name of that variety you liked, and why do you like it so much? Vardaman. Did you say Vardaman? What yeah, they're pretty well disease free. You know, they don't have anything bothering because their little leaves split up. And uh, the potatoes are, are dark orange. They're really good. Huh. Huh. Sounds and good. Uh, did you, any of y'all ever try those uh, purple toma- uh, sweet potatoes? Not me. Uh, P- Paul Cox tried to make us eat uh. them one time. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of scared of them. <laughs> but they, oh, they're so good for you. you know? It wouldn't have been so bad if he didn't have those... Uh, I think they were purple potatoes too. Yeah, right? yeah. Sweet potatoes yeah, and. I, I, have you eaten that yet? Nope. No, we try. When yeah. you when you cook them, don't they turn kind of brown? I don't know. I don't think they turn. Any, I think they just stay blue. Purple. And purple, whatever the color they are. Have you not eaten them yet? No, I had gotten some, but they uh, gophers got them before I could eat them. They must have been good. And then, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I had some red potatoes that were red all the way through, and uh-huh. uh, they they did real good. But then uh, something happened to them, and I didn't get any fruit off, you know, potatoes off of them either. So I'm going to try better protect them and keep critters from eating them. You and, obviously, uh, yeah, you obviously are not worshiping. The potato god, uh. and uh, I don't know if there's one potato god for both sweet potatoes and regular no, potatoes. Different, different, uh, to, they're so different, yeah. Species. I have that one may other, be the issue. Yeah. That, yes, well, ma'am. I have one other question: Is there any purple leaf plum trees that have edible plums? Oh yeah, the, there are. Now, yeah. the, but the, top, the the real question is: Are there any purple leaf plum trees that survive? Yeah, in our yeah. area for they, any length. We of had time. some for years, and all of a sudden they all died. But they're yeah, all, yeah. From, you know, from but, each other. You know, they're all from the same tree that just kept coming up from the roots. Well, we were Jerry and I were kind of watching. They they were taken out in the drought of 2011. Was kind of a Milestone. I don't remember seeing any after 2011 because they, they just, they uh, just have trouble with our, our hot weather. Can you think of any names of these varieties that are edible? Because the ones we had were good, except for right around the pit. 
It was very bitter. I think they said just sell them at Purple Leaf Plums. That's all, huh? Yeah. Uh, if you go to uh, you go can, to nursery, I don't know if Millburger has them or not, but I, I would imagine they do. You could uh, you can also do, get some names. Do that same web search. Web search. Just say Purple Leaf Plums and see what you come up with. I'll bet there. I'll bet there's some website. Oh that, yeah, yeah it's probably got, so. Some yeah. choices. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. Y'all have a good sure, week. Sure. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thanks, Virginia. All right. There you go. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Purple sweet potatoes. Yeah. And purple. Uh, they got a lot of different color. Uh, Irish potatoes. Yeah. Are, are regular. Uh, Potatoes. I'll never, I'll never forget when I went the bird watching trip in New Guinea, and you know we're in this low kind of swampy area, and they're raising sweet potatoes. And the way they did it was they'd scoop up the dirt out of the swamp and make a big hill, kind of, kind of like we do rows, but they were mm. basically squares, and there would be mounds, surround, mounds surrounded by water, and then you plant the sweet potato on. I bet it likes that. Yeah, the the plants seem to do real well, but gosh, what a it, it, it took a whole you know farming or or growing gardening that way would have been oh tough yeah because of mud and uh, all the water involved and you had to they're draining constantly working on the drainage yeah but that it just what a versatile plant sweet oh potatoes. yeah the sweet potato nutritious and productive. And now, now turn it into a, a ornamental. Yeah, that's <clears throat> pretty one. Yeah. yeah, it's got some out there in the barrels, white ones and uh, purple ones. Well, that was uh, one of the leaf, one of the fatale fa- uh, losses last winter was uh, my ornamental sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes never came back in the uh, in the raised bed areas where I have my peaches. You know, I had that. Yeah, they're real cold sensitive. Yeah. So I imagine the 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 uh, root. That's what a sweet potato is. Is a root, probably froze too. But it'd be worthwhile because they they were there for seven eight years. It'd be worthwhile to replant them, and uh, that's another consideration uh, when you're doing your planning for your landscape and for next spring. Uh, to consider those ornamental, they do pretty well in. The ornamentals do in shade. Pretty oh, well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. I don't know that they produce much sweet potato, but they... Well, well I don't think it's not a quality sweet potato, but it's edible. That's what people always ask. And that bright yellow-green and then the purple. Right. Again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We often have questions that come in that... Uh, all the experts in the state, or at least the garden experts in the state, can't answer. And that, that happened uh, this last week. Uh, Niels Perry sent me a, uh, uh, a question on uh, purple hull peas that uh, he couldn't answer. And uh, he said uh, the, the guy wrote, wrote him from Midland. And... Uh, 
said that uh, he, he looked in he looked at plant answers and aggie horticulture and also the University of Arkansas and couldn't find an answer to this. The question is, uh, uh, it's about uh, pink eye, pink eye purple hull peas. Uh, we're growing them in a raised bed, and the plants grow and look good, and they produce pods like normal, but they're not producing peas in the pod. No peas in the pod, Milton. Oh. The pod grows to a normal length. Any information would be uh, would cause a, would would be a help. So I didn't. I could have guessed, but uh, I sent sent it on to uh, Texas A and M. We we've got a uh, P a pink guy purple hull pea expert. Yeah, Craig uh, <laughs> Miller. He uh, all <laughs> all cow peas or black eyed peas. Yeah. Uh, they're breeding. Uh, they're actually breeding them as a plant. Uh, at, uh, Gosh, I bet that's a lonely job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does he work on rutabagas too? No, I don't think so. Uh, and he, they sent it to a guy named uh, Doug uh, Sherling, uh, a senior research associate for the Potato and Vegetable Legume Improvement Program at. See there, A and M or where? A and M. Wow. Uh, we've seen this before, especially in the old variety of pink eye purple hull peas. This summer, I had both. I had both uh, pink pink eye purple hull and uh, uh, pink eye purple hull from Peas Incorporated out of Pleasanton. That's actually a uh, Big, big operation. A pea producer there. Pea producer. Uh, you know, we we recommend peas as, as cover crops and. Uh, and uh, yeah. In the, you want to grow something in the middle of summer? Yeah, and so that's uh, they grow them on sand. They like to grow them on sand, and uh, down around the Pleasanton, Atascosa County, Frio County, they're uh, they've been big pea producers for for years. Uh, the, anyway, they grew these uh, purple hole type, pink uh, purple hole types, uh, side by side in the field. We planted in early June in the Brazos bottom and harvested dry seed the first week of August. The old variety of pink high purple hole produced very little seed for us. Usually the flowers are small part, pods abort. You know, peas are, uh, cow peas are self-fertilized. When we see this, it's usually associated with high nighttime temperatures, which I imagine that's that's what happened up in uh, Midland. Uh, Let's see. He he believes that this uh, this operation is Carl Smith's uh, in Pleasanton, Texas, uh, that his father actually selected uh, this out of pink eye purple hole because it produced under heat. So uh, he's thinking it's heat at night. Uh, Let's see. They they also did not specify the season for spring, summer, or fall. It was going through cool, if if it was going through cool season, 
peas will stop growing and they will set uh, if they and if they set they produce some of these unfilled pods too so if, if it was in a, if it's a spring crop that's that's why it's always better to talk to these people rather than get an email uh, if it was a if it was if it was a uh, spring crop, it was cool season caused the problem. Uh, let's see. He talks about some of their they they produce. Now the audience out there, don't worry. There's only about 14 pages left of this report. Yeah, here he's looking at. Uh, Milton, wake up. What? <laughs> I was having peaches. But in, anyway, uh, uh, next it, we'll be it, talking it, about rutabagas. Yeah. It's probably it probably caused by uh, in the spring. It's caused by cool weather condition which stop the plant from growing. In the summer, it's caused by hot weather condition, pollination. And I and I, I'm probably going to be sorry I said this, but is. Um, the way I like the the southern peas the best is to to, to uh, harvest them early before they fill out, right? And use them as uh, like snap peas. Snap peas. Snap peas. I wonder if that does that affect that. Uh, you, it sounds like you could harvest them and use them as long as. Uh, yeah, you as long as you eat in the hole. Because that. I mean, but and not, and not waiting for the pee to get in there, yeah. so that wouldn't bother that. Hey, we need to take a break. So while we do, why don't you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven? That's especially if you've got any comments on the pink eye purple hole pee pod problems. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. War of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Pecans. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about. So you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. And by the way, head on over to millburgernursery.com. That's Millburgers nursery.com you'll find out about all the events that are going on at millburgers that's millburgernursery.com and millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard road dale wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money cycles have normal restrictions upon them and if it was a pure and open marketplace you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever but my friends when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Michael Medved sets the record straight. It has a picture of Dr. King, and it's a wonderful photo. And then it says he was a socialist before it was cool. 
Okay, there are two things and two problems with this statement from CNN. Number one, it says he was a socialist, which King didn't say publicly. Number two, it says before it was cool. That implies it's cool today to be a socialist. Is it really? The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. President Trump is doing something that should have been done long ago. For countries and entities receiving U.S. taxpayer dollars, the president is demanding they conform to American policy goals and stop biting the hand that feeds them. Two recent examples. The president has threatened to cut payments to the government of Pakistan if it continues to harbor terrorists from Afghanistan. The president has also cut aid to a U.N. relief agency that serves the so-called Palestinian refugees in Gaza. The leadership of both the U.N. and the Palestinians continue to speak of eliminating Israel and killing every Jew it can. The president says that kind of talk and behavior is not worth subsidizing with American tax dollars. He's right. The Palestinians are a political creation with a made-up narrative for the express purpose of delegitimizing Israel. They've got their own fake history, and their claims to land they allege was stolen from them by Israelis is false. They've had numerous offers and opportunities for land and peace, but have refused them all because they want all the land. So good for President Trump for seeing this. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we talk or a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do. And Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. Or come on by Millburgers and visit with us in person and ask a gardening question then. We go to Richard on the line at 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you all? Good. How can we help you? I have a jatropa that froze back during this cold weather. So all the leaves look like they've been through a dehydrator. Um, I clipped a couple of the stems, and I still see a little green in there. So I'm thinking, what should I do? What is it? Jatropa. Jatropa. That's a real tropical plant. So uh, I I, I would just, like we said, uh, pruning of all the citrus and everything else has been burned back. It's just to wait. Don't do anything and see where the first sprouts come out. Uh, a lot of times, uh, just uh, just cutting the stem, uh, it'll be killed, but uh, the green hadn't had chance to turn brown. So you you can you can take a a, a limb that's frozen, a branch that's frozen, uh, on some of these tropical plants. And cut them, and uh, even though they're they're frozen and dead, the tissue is dead. It'll be green. 
but still you don't want to cut too much too yeah yeah anything uh, that's going to make it so that's what that's why that that's a good advice to kind of wait and let the let the let the plant make a, a stronger statement about where its life and death line is okay that'll work thank you much all right Thanks, Richard. You take care. Hank is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hank, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you all? Good. How can we help you? Well, I need a source for an Imani canna. For a what? Imani canna. It's an heirloom oh, canna. Oh, a canna. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know any sources. Uh... Like I said, the best thing you can do is get on the Internet and find a mail-order source. Well, I yeah, found one, but it's in England, and they don't ship to the states. They don't, Good they Lord. don't take orders from the states. And Old House, right. the old the place here, in, I guess near Houston, right. um, got buried in water, and they don't, have, oh, they don't no. have enough bulbs. So they're not selling on their website where they usually sell them. Anybody huh. here that you know grows them that would share a bulb? No. 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 You might. Uh, Great friends you, the a, only one done a I gener- know that grows these. <laughs> you've done a general search yeah. for that, uh, that specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you might You might just have to stay alert. Yeah, and it might, it might be a couple years before you get access to them yeah. again. Uh, what's the next best one to that one? I want tall ones to put in front of a fence. I want them Boy, to be know. at least seven or eight feet tall. I think you're you. I think you're probably the expert uh, <laughs> on, uh, on the, the, the top cannas in this area around here. Oh, help me out here. <laughs> um, uh, and the only thing that didn't freeze in my yard, and I'm in medical center area, was Laura Bush petunias and the Fanuc flocks. The Laura Bush oh, good. Are, the Phanix didn't. No. My Phanix flocks froze back to the ground. Not mine. Mostly, mostly mine it are in containers. a pot. Yeah. yeah. But the oh. Laura Bush petunias are blooming yeah, their they, brains out. Huh. Mine and aren't they, blooming, they, but they, they, they weren't phased at all by this weather. Did you co- cover the. I didn't Phoenix cover flocks? anything. No, the only yeah. thing I covered were my new lemon trees and my two Satsumas. Yeah. Nothing else got covered. Well, that's so. the problem. That canna heard about you not covering it in that cold. They're not coming. They're not coming over here. Did yours uh, die out, or how did you lose yours? No, I never had one. I read about them in an article that Greg wrote. Greg, that he, grows, Greg. he grows them in East Texas. I don't know where he got. I guess he can't. He got his from his grandmother years ago. Well, may, maybe. Uh, Greg's gonna. When yeah, Greg will be on the show next week, about yeah. one o'clock. So we. What are we asking him? What is it? What kind of canna? Imani. E h e a e h e m a double n double i. Are we gonna give him uh, the audience access to Greg, or are we just gonna? Do we, have we can. Because uh, otherwise, we need to write that down. What. The Imani? Yeah, are you going to remember? Uh, no, but no. I'll try. <laughs> Hank, you can call us back. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. So it's sure. too early to cut back all these perennials. 
I was listening to your previous caller. What about the perennials? I say we're, yeah. we need to probably wait till after the rodeo to cut back all our perennials. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd, uh, that'd be especially best. Especially the tender ones, the yeah. tropical ones. Uh, yeah, okay. c- citrus in the tropicals are kind of key because mm-hmm. you don't—they're so unpredictable. You can't—you can't make a snap judgments on where where their their line is that they've been yeah, killed so, above. So just because you see green doesn't mean they're still good, right? So, okay, okay. Be patient. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I know. Take the pruner out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Right. Thank you, Colin. Okay. Thanks. Right. You take care. Bye bye. All right. 210 308 8867. 210 8867. Do we need to write that down? Uh, sure. Kana. Kana. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll text myself. Oh, good. Okay. Y'all, y'all talk. I'll text. Uh, we haven't mentioned Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, which covered. Uh, Many many subjects, and uh, uh, stim- one one of the uh, topics that he kind of mentioned on there is that that uh, in the vegetable garden, pull your frozen tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants. Plant broccoli, cabbage, and other greens as transplants for the spring harvest. But uh, that pull pulling frozen tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants out. Uh, Brought brought to my mind the idea that uh, that you need to check your plants for nematodes. And then last night I was laying there thinking about that. That's sad when you lay around the house <laughs> thinking about uh, nematodes. What you said on the radio, and it, it dawned on me that a lot of people may not know what a nematode nematode damage and a nematode look like. Gosh, I hate that, that he and I were thinking about the same thing. (laughs) So, in the middle of the night, I I wrote my my webmaster, and uh, he put up a a deal on the topics of the month on uh, root-knot nematodes on vegetables with pictures. And we're going to have the the pictures of the... uh, of, of the damage, we describe it as looks like popcorn uh, on the roots. And uh, if it's a real bad infestation, you uh, you'll you'll actually see the uh, the roots kind of deteriorated and kind of rotted, rather than when you pull them up, they should be oh you get uh, it to the base firm and white. You know, and you can see see the popcorn uh, deal at the at the base of yeah. the plant, and I've got a picture of that. Good, and and I need that because I had pulled mine up a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and there was there was the uh, nematodes. Yeah, and of course I followed our advice and wrapped them up and threw them in the garbage. <laughs> and then then a few days later. The uh, uh, Gonzalez Master Gardener said, "Hey, we need you to fill in and do this veg- vegetable program that Jerry's helped me with." Uh-huh. Uh, and I said, oh, "I wish I had those plants that I pulled out. There's cl- kind of a classic symptoms. There. Yeah. Carry them with, and of course they're off. They're off at the landfill someplace <laughs> in, a, in a paper bag, in a uh, plastic bag. 
and uh, looking looking through uh, looking uh, looking through this write up, uh, I forgot that, and I, I guess I did this last year. I forgot that I, I put this this one sentence in here. It says, "The best nematode-resistant varieties for this area are Valley Cat, Tycoon, which is going off the market, Celebrity, uh, and Celebrity." <coughs> for large fruit, and the BHN 968 are uh, the dwarf cherry surprise for a cherry tomato. Not any heirloom varieties are nematode and are disease resistant. So, if you have, have these knots on the roots when you pull up pull up your plants and everything, you need to stick with the. Uh, and there's no chemical treatment that'll that'll. Uh, That'll decrease the nematodes. The um, and we talked about in this, by in this article, uh, the idea that you could have used cereal rye or elbow rye, but it's too late to do that this year. Uh, that's planted in the fall and till in in the, in the spring, about this time of the year, and. Uh, that's about the only way to control nematodes. Now, there's, in, in the there's strategies that we've talked about in the past. That might be a good area where you grow your onions, or you might, if you grow sweet corn. But you want to mark mark that area so that if you have limited, that you use those those resistant tomato varieties. Right. Too. Right. And then. Uh, and then, of course, there, there's a, the other, another option is the uh, growing the marigolds close together in the summertime to get, to reduce, uh, if you like spider mites better than nematodes, uh, you can go ahead and, and do that, too. So there, there are at least some options to consider, but the main thing is that you're going to have nematodes there, and you just got to, if you're going to plant tomatoes, you've got to plant those uh, resistant varieties. Yeah. And that's that's the only ones that you have available, and uh, that's why we're going to be recommending uh, Valley Cat along with the the new Rodeo Tomato because it's not nematode resistant. And Valley Cat was uh, an old Rodeo Tomato too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a good. That was. Uh, but, um, but we'll be talking about that a little later when we start talking about tomatoes, but. Uh, Keep that in mind when you're pulling your vegetables, your, your vegetable things out. Uh, and uh, the okra is a real sensitive one. Um, oh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting okra. so obvious to me because I always tell gardeners, I said, the fur on the okra for some reason uh, because it's very susceptible. And... Uh, the the symptoms of uh, nematodes, uh, which are soil worms, uh, on on the plants are that the the top will die out. It almost looks like a disease. I've got a picture. Got to say, I got pictures in PlantAnswers.com with the uh, in the uh, root knot nematodes on vegetables in the top first topic in the topics of the month. So. Uh, uh, but the the actual top looks like looks like it's got a disease dying back. Also, it'll it'll uh, on okra, it it stays small. 
okra, okras, most okras are supposed to be about 10 feet tall. So if you got one that's coming up that and it'll only get about two or three feet tall, uh, chances are when you pull it, if you pull it, it's got these knots on the roof. Yeah. We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch right after this on 930 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2018? Well, you know what? Millburgers can help you with that goal this year and for years to come. Maybe you're looking for a water garden feature. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you just want to improve your yard and make it look nice. Maybe the lawn needs a little help. Millburgers can help you with that. Maybe you've always dreamed of growing fruit trees. Cons. Millburgers can help you with that. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically recommended for this area and have been tested in South Texas. Millburgers carries the products you need to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the experts at Millburgers, the staff, they know what they're talking about, so you can get the professional advice you need to make sure your gardening experience is A1. That's Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And by the way, head on over to MillburgerNursery.com. That's Millburger nursery.com you'll find out about all the events that are going on at millburgers that's millburgernursery.com and millburgers at 1604 on Bull road studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores you could be losing an hour of sleep every night i'm trina webster and i don't have that problem anymore i'm dan webster we're the founders of z quiet we know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving poking and morning frustration not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night snoring was a real problem for us I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Get $20 off the regular price when you text Sleep to 246810 or go to com. Text sleep to 246810 or go to com and get $20 off today. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attent is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with Attend. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need Attend. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. 
We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The answer, our phone number 210 210- 308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Tom is on the line. Oh, sorry. We've been getting some really interesting uh, phone calls. Yeah. Let's see, Tom's got a question about grapefruit. Let's see what's going on. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Doing great. Hello? Yes, sir. You're yes, on sir. the air. Okay. Um, question is this. I've got, a, uh, I've got access to a grapefruit tree in my neighbor's yard that... I was just over there looking at that has a tremendous number of grapefruits still on it, and I'm wondering, I didn't need an extension ladder to get to them. So I guess my question is, is it even worth bothering? Oh, uh, based yeah. On, based on the freezes that we had, I just figured they would have been frozen at some point in the past. Um, oh, and great. Is it edible, edible or yeah. just juice grapefruit? Oh, yeah, it's edible. Uh, it. Grapefruit is are is pretty forgiving. Uh, I I know I've got a big tree in my neighbor's yard too, so, and um, so both of you guys do you use that that ladder that he's yeah. talking about to to cross the fence right, and sneak them right, or, right. or just the well, tree is so big. Uh, <laughs> the tree is big, and uh, I don't even know if uh, the uh, we've had neighbors move in and move out of there, and I don't even know if. If the neighbors in there now know exactly what that is, but uh, how how did it take the freeze? Did it leaves turn brown? Yeah, so it looks like it's almost unscathed. Wow. Oh, I, okay. I mean the tree the tree looks really good. It's on the south side. It's on the south wall of the house. Okay. Um, and it's a two story house. The tree's probably twenty five foot tall, maybe bigger. Wow. And it's. I've already picked all the low-hanging fruit, and I thought I, I thought if I could get some more, you know, I thought I didn't want to waste my time if they're if they were going to be frozen and just mushy inside. No, no, they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, especially if the leaves, because mine uh, bloom sweet. Last year made it through without being harmed, but this <laughs> this year they look like they're uh, going to defoliate. Oh, the leaves are brown. Yeah, it's pretty obviously. It's as bad as the lemons. Which yeah, side of town I, are you on? Where Where is this I'm tree? Up, What's... I'm over by Fort Sam. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and if, the, if the leaves uh, if the leaves are not burnt off bad, then uh, uh, I, I bet you the fruit is is still good. You you can get to get the lowest one that you can reach and cut it open and take a look at it and see how uh, see how it's it's faring, but. Uh, I, I, if I was a betting man, I'd bet that the fruit's okay. All right. I just didn't want to go to the trouble. I figured I could call you all and 
please let me know whether yeah. it's even worth trying. Yeah, okay. yeah I hey, think I it is. Will be. Good good deal. I appreciate it. All right. Good Thanks, luck. Tom. Take care. Take care. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Okay. Well, a lot of folks going out there. He's got pansies, and it looked like he had uh, the primrose, too. Oh, wow. That'll make a nice combination. Yeah. I got another question I couldn't answer. Uh-oh. So I brought it up here for for our audience to answer. Well, good. All right. Get ready to call us. <laughs> 210 308 8867. Uh, this today is from uh, Spring Branch, Texas. It said, I live on a very rocky soil and am interested in straw bale gardening. In other words, uh, growing things on the bales of straw. Mm-hmm. Uh, two conflicting viewpoints about using organic straw. Some say the pesticides in the straw from the field, not organically grown, will deform and sometimes kill vegetables. Others say a good dose of fungi compost and a little time will break down the, the chemical sufficiency. Uh, it is sufficiently to, to plant on. I, my comment on that is that uh, I, I don't really know if you need uh, fungi or compost tea. I imagine that's what they're talking about. Uh, because, like I said, it'll break down over a little period of time. Do you have an opinion? Well, not really. I'm trying. I'm. I'm not trying to grow organically. By the way, I just want to buy the right straw. Have had no luck in finding organic straw. So, uh, I, first of all, I would find anybody's. We used. To, did we sell straw at one time? Here? Yes. Uh huh. I don't know if they got any left or not. I don't either. Uh, but they. I mean, there's straw. If I remember right, there's straw in the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, you you might call um, straw straw is call, kind of an afterthought. Compared. Yeah. Call Millburgers and see if they have straw. Uh, you know another yeah. I I don't know where they're located, but another Spring Branch. Yeah, okay. That's not very far. Not to a bender. Yeah, the, the feed uh, Lock Hill feed has. has That's straw right. Too. Yeah, that'd probably be the closest one for the. But I, they're not going to say that it's organic straw. No, I don't but know. The, but what you can do, you, after you get your straw, is grow some uh, some fast crop like radishes or turnips or something like that. And if that chemical is in that straw, uh, they'll die. They'll die before, before they uh, mature. So uh, that's that's what I would recommend because no no place, no place that sells straw is going to say, well, this is definitely organic straw, organically a, grown, and no no pesticides have been because yeah, it's not been generally looked on as a main crop. Right, it's kind of leftover. I didn't know that that was a a big an issue. I oh mean, yeah, that because uh, uh, we used to use straw for. Strawberry beds and used it as a yeah mul- a lot use it for mulch a lot. Well, the, what what where they get in trouble is using uh, hay like uh, uh, from a coastal Bermuda hay that yeah. had been been uh, 
sprayed with a herbicide that won't kill won't kill the uh, uh, Bermuda, won't kill the coastal Bermuda, but will kill any other weeds growing in the coastal Bermuda, and will will be carried over radishes and turnips included. Yeah, will be carried over to uh, with the, but but as far as organic straw. See, straw is, is a little bit different than hay. Yeah, yeah, straw. So I don't, I, I don't think they'll have any trouble with yeah. buying straw. But anyway, that's that's. If any any of you have any comments on that, I I, I bet James. Uh, it seems like I've heard James talk about that. Well, uh, we had at least one one before. other gardener that. Oh, uh, got some for, bad hay. Well, no, that they they were. Alert to the situation and careful about the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just they had called us one time to say you guys need to be alert. To yeah, this. right. <laughs> All right, that number two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I mean, I bet we have some folks that have an opinion on that two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You know what? Opinions are like armpits. Most people have some. Thank you. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, and thanks for cleaning that up. Okay, I, I, thought, I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Calvin. <laughs> anyway. He's thinking about he's nematodes. Getting kind of, yeah. He's getting kind of perky. His medication Yeah, it's kicked in. And, uh, yeah, more, it's all thing. that nematode talk or yeah. the pee talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> notice we took a break and he went right to the bathroom after that? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you notice uh, I could see you were thinking about He's talking about all this pee, and you were thinking urine, too, weren't you? Uh, what? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and we have, and have lots of urine down there in Pleasanton. Is that the... Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Have, I don't know. You're confusing we have, me. We haven't talked a lot about pruning. Uh, we've talked that this is a time to do your pruning. But uh, in lieu of going in a, into a uh, long discussion on uh, on pruning... Here comes Trace. Oh, maybe he knows if they got straw. Or maybe, not. or maybe he's Uh-oh. on that other topic we were talking about. Oh no, he's coming here. Come on up, Trace. Do y'all still have straw left for sale? No. No. Okay. Then uh, I, I guess Lockheed Selmer is the best place. Lockheed Field. Lockheed Field. I'm sorry. All right. Did you hear us talking about it? And you said I got to get up there to. Set them, uh, set them straight? No, I just figured that it was about time to come up here. Well, cool. All right. All right. <laughs> what else did you want to ask Trace? Um, what I, was can't, the, I can't remember what I was. What was the canna thing? Oh, the. Oh, we, we, yeah. had, we had a, one listener calling about the uh, a certain selection of cannas that uh, I. Emani? Emani. Uh, it's not ringing any bells. All right, so, okay. So if the person's still listening, call back to the store, leave okay. your name and phone number with the cashier and the variety, and they'll put it on the wish list. Okay. And we will do our best to uh, obtain it. Well, there you go, we're Hank. We're not 100% successful, but we're pretty close. Cool. There, There's a challenge. we got nothing to lose, Hank. Uh, 210-497-3760. And she's uh, in often enough. She could just tell. Okay. She, okay. Next time she comes in, she can. Okay. Yeah, the other thing, Trace, was that uh, Greg Grant. Was the was the uh, writer that put her in pursuit of that particular yeah. can? Uh, and he's coming out next Greg week. Greg will be so. next week too, so that that'll work. Combination. Yeah. So, 
With a, with a few minutes that we got left, what should we talk about? Um, Have you got the fir- all the virgeries in? Most. We're, we're still expecting some citrus and avocados. Uh, I think there's a few grapes coming this week. Um, Blanc de Bois, I saw, I think, is coming. All right. Um, and some black Spanish. Okay, good. Um, we're going to start. Great. We're going to start bringing stuff uh, from other states in the next couple of weeks. So we should get some Japanese maples in and some hostas. Some of your Althea. Yeah. It'll be dormant, but we'll be getting some of that in. Yeah. Um, Blue Angel. Of course. All right. And white. And white. Angel. And white. I, I left a few for David to get. Hey, I, but I the rest, appreciate that. I'm, the rest of them I took. I'm going I'm to have to go over and... When he runs out, he, he knows where he can come and buy some. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's really about it. Um, some some new fresh vegetables and herbs are going to be coming in this week. And um, just clean up stuff. Uh, you know, if, you're, if your pansies didn't do so well through the, the cold, we're going to get some fresh ones in and snapdragons and um, all that kind of stuff. So lots of stuff. Uh, and there's, there's almost an 18-wheeler every day. Oh, how cool. It takes a while to fill this place back up again. Yeah. I was going to check on the uh, the rodeo event, celebrating the rodeo tomato. Um, Got to find that real quick. You want to but know that's, when it that's is? coming up. I think it's... Do you, have, uh, do you have a name for that yet? Ro- yeah, rodeo tomato. Oh, okay. All right. I figured He's, I wasn't going to get anywhere. No, he right. said it's c 27 <laughs> 4G. Yeah. <laughs> he, at least, he at least promised me it wouldn't be named some weird number, uh, but it'll be actually a name of something that we can butcher. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Okay, it's here somewhere. Anyway, oh, here we go. Let's uh, let's look up there. But, yeah, so that's coming up, and that's going to be a uh, where well, you can get the Rodeo Tomato here at Mill Burgers, and then you uh, the proceeds, uh, or a portion of the proceeds benefit the uh, – Bear County Master Gardeners, uh, one of the programs, and then um, let's see. Then uh, there'll be food. Junior Master Gardeners. Yeah, we'll be junior. Food. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, frito pie and or fritos by themselves or chili by themselves. Uh huh. Believe the corn people are going to be out here. Oh, good. All right. Um, not 100 percent sure on that one. You probably did. You guys say the date. Yeah, February 17th. I thought, 17th. I thought we said um, that. We're going to have the balloon artists and face painting. So if, if the rodeo is too busy for you to go to, I mean, sometimes that's a lot of people out there. We'll have something for your kids to do. The bounce house, I think, will probably be up. All right. Um, if there's, assuming there's still some room. And um, we'll music. definitely, uh, yeah, music. Yeah. Texas Weather Band. Texas Weather Band. We're back, we're back to that name. Yeah, good. And then the uh, 2018 Rodeo Tomato, and all that between about 11 and 3. The Rodeo Tomato, of course, is here all day. Does it say anything about corn? Uh, it does not say anything about okay, corn. Okay, so uh, the no, corn is to no be corn. announced. Yes. Okay. Uh, but balloon artist, face painting, music, maybe the moon bounce, chili, Fritos. And the, uh, the it's for a dollar donation that goes to the San Antonio Food Bank, and that's made possible through uh, Nature's Creation. And, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and any donation. You know, we had people this that's last true. go Good around. Point. You know, they, they got four or five bowls of chili, and I saw some $20 bills in there. And it all goes for a great cause. Yeah, it does. It does help the San Antonio Food Bank. So 
And same with the rodeo tomato sales. Uh, Junior Master Gardeners program, is that what you said? Yeah. So, um, yep, so that's coming up. Special uh, label. Millburger Nursery, that's right. Millburgernursery.com is where you'll find out more information about that. Millburgernursery.com. And maybe a plant of the weekend next weekend? It's a maybe, I know. Uh, Strong maybe? Assuming that my delivery comes in, I do have one in mind. Oh, good. Okay. Something unique? Something cool? Uh, One of those I might have to do twice kind of thing. Okay. Because there's a bunch of them. Good. Okay. When are you going to have roses coming in? Well, that's a good question. Uh, well, that's well the antiques are always going to show up sometime in February, but the hybrids and fancy ones will probably be the second week in March-ish, what about depending the, on the weather. What about Belinda's Dream? Uh, they got to show available first. So uh, I don't okay. if the, Historically, we got a few in from, uh, from the antique rose suppliers, so yeah. uh, that would be the first possibility is probably mid-February. Okay. I was just thinking we're going to interview Greg Grant. Uh, yeah, we could talk about, and that's his favorite rose, and as well as I tell you what, I'll jump through a hoop and and see if I can get some in. Cool. Uh, Alrighty. Hey, ring, listen, a ring of fire. Wow. We got to say goodbye for today. Thanks, Trace, and thanks to Felix back at the station doing a great job. We will see you tomorrow or next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.